So, men, you've got a great breakfast next Saturday. Ladies had the same breakfast at the Toby. It was lovely. And you really do get Yorkshire for breakfast at Toby, which is great. It's um, Yorkshire with bacon and onion bits and things in. So, uh, sounds good to me. So, uh, yeah, breakfast. Mm. Who likes the smell of bacon? Yeah, who loves the smell of bacon? What other smells do you really like? What are your favourite smells? Someone shout something out. Bread. Bread, yeah, definitely. Who said chocolate? Who's in... Oh, coffee. Smell the coffee, yeah. <laughs> okay, fragrances, smells. They, they do something to you, don't they? You, you smell something like bread and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to eat it. Makes you hungry. Gets you, gives you an appetite. Um, and I'm, um, I'm not just saying that randomly and strangely. I am saying it for a reason. Okay. Smells, fragrances are actually an important part of our lives, aren't they? And actually, it's interesting to think that there are some people that don't have the ability to smell. And they have got a condition called anosia, I think it's called, which is quite ironic. And they don't have the capacity to smell. And they say that there's a number of issues with these, with these people. First of all, it impacts the taste of their food. Some of them really struggle to eat. Some of them struggle to remind themselves to eat because they don't have so much of a, taste of sen a sense of taste when they're eating. There's a bit of a risk to it as well. Imagine, you know, for us, we know if we've left the gas on in the, in the kitchen... And, you know, you suddenly smell the gas and you have to run back and Richard and Diane are giggling. There's obviously a story. <laughs> Diane's nodding. There's a story there. <laughs> so you smell the gas and you, you know, can, can rescue yourself there. Okay, so, so fragrances and smells are part of our life and actually are quite an important part of life. Um, we are, they give us safety, they give us satisfaction, they bring joy to us, don't they? The smell of spring when you're out on a walk at the moment, if you're walking with the, some of the areas where the beautiful flowers and the beautiful fragrances, the smell of spring. And smell has a, an attachment to memory. Um, and in fact, sometimes I think God's got a sense of humor about when certain things happen because I had an incident yesterday and I was like, yeah, God, sometimes you time this so I can share it when I'm preaching, I'm sure. I came out of the hospital after a blood test and I'm walking along the corridor and this lady suddenly yells at me. She goes, I know you, you're Jane. You went to Westerfable School. You're the girl that burnt her hair in the science block and made it smell. <laughs> And I was just like, whoa, where did that come from? And that was a very strong memory because the smell of burnt hair, I don't know how many of you have smelt burnt hair before, but I had a little incident in my science lesson of putting the Bunsen burner to one side and then um, looking at, we were supposed to, to measure the amount of liquid that was left and I kind of did this and, yeah, had a little bit of an incident with my hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm well known for that as I've remembered for that. So smell has something to do with memory. So... What's the fragrance our lives are giving off? I would like you to look at John chapter 12. I'm going to have to lift it up. My, I'm getting older now. I can't leave my Bible down there anymore to read. I have to pick it up. <laughs> Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, where Jesus had, when, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took half a litre of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on, on, on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. 
Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. That just caught me when I was reading it um, some time ago, just this thing about this fragrance. The, the house was filled with the fragrance. What aroma is your life giving off before the Lord? And what, is, what aroma, what is the atmosphere being impacted around your life? Um, this story, we have Mary who, who lay down, um, who put this uh, perfume on the feet of Jesus. Now, this wasn't just any perfume. This was pure nard, which was actually a very, very expensive perfume. This was an act of love and devotion and worship that Mary gave as she poured it on Jesus' feet. And I don't know about you, you, but I'm sure it's the same. You, We love worship, don't we? The time we've just had, being in God's presence and spending time worshipping him, spending time in his presence and loving him. But l- worship is more than just singing. Okay, worship is singing and it's being in his presence and that's wonderful. But worship is more than just coming together and singing songs. As much as it, God delights in our worship, he delights in our songs of worship. He loves them. But worship is our whole lives and it's a giving over of our whole selves. And as Mary put this perfume on, on Jesus' feet, I just saw a few things in, in this that she did. First of all, she gave everything. This perfume was worth a year's salary. That's incredible, isn't it? You know, sometimes we think, you know, we're, we're doing being really faithful and great when we're giving God our 10% in our tithes, don't we? But this lady gave a whole year's salary in her act of worship and act of de- devotion to, the, to our Saviour. Can you imagine that? A whole year's salary. In that moment, she's, her love for him has so captivated her that she gives the richest, the best that she's got. She gives her absolute best to the Lord, and she pours out this perfume on his feet. Um, and then not only that, I just found it fascinating that, you know, perfume, how much perfume do you normally put on ladies? A pint of perfume? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking actually, I was thinking about Judith when I was, when I was thinking about this. Because when you sit next to Judith, Judith's always got lovely perfume on and always smells beautiful. But if you're sitting next to Judith when she puts her hand cream on, she gets her hand cream out, she puts her hand cream on, she always offers it to other people. So she offers you her hand cream. What would you do if, she, if you said yes and she squirted the whole tube on your hands? <laughs> You'd be like, What? But you would be covered in that fragrance. And Mary's love was so extravagant before the Saviour that she poured out everything. She gave this absolute enrichness, but she gave lavishly. She gave her whole self. She gave in a lavish devotion of love. And our Lord deserves that, doesn't he? He deserves our complete devotion. And he deserves for us to give lavishly to him. She was unabashed in her worship. She, she stood before the Lord and she, she literally, she got down on the floor before, you know, on her knees and she poured this perfume on in front of other people. I don't know about you, but the other week when I um, felt it was right to get up and run around in a song, that took some courage. That took some, you know, get out of my comfort zone and do something uncomfortable. She literally got down, poured this um, perfume on Jesus' feet and then she takes her hair and she wipes his feet with her hair. I don't know if you place yourself in that room and imagine what your reaction would be like. But 
If I'm totally honest, my fleshly reaction, if I saw somebody doing something like that, what on earth are they doing that for? That seems completely crazy. Seems completely strange to us. But her love and her devotion to Jesus, she was unabashed. She was not ashamed to show her pure devotion to Jesus. She was not ashamed to lay herself so completely before Jesus and to give herself so completely in that way. She gave in complete humility as she let go of all perception of what other people think. And she gave in complete willingness to offend others. And I think that's a real challenge for our generation. She gave knowing other people might criticize. And people did criticize. People condemned her for what she did. But she gave. She was not afraid of, of offense. And we live in a generation, don't we, where offense is everywhere. You can't say a word without somebody taking offense at what you're saying. And to share your convictions in public is becoming something that's becoming more and more of a challenge. If we share what we believe about relationships and about gender and these things today, we're, we're almost nervous about who's listening and what, how they might respond. But she gave in total love. She was not afraid. She did not let the fear of offense stop her worship before the Lord. And I think there's a real challenge for us there. There's a real challenge for us as we worship the Lord with our lives, that we don't, that we don't allow ourselves to compromise for the fear of offense, that we courageously love our Lord in obedience to him, and we don't, we don't allow fear of offense to hinder our worship and our love before the Lord. So she gave complete lavishly. She gave generously. She gave, she was unabashed in her worship. She gave in complete humility, and she gave in pure love. This was a unique expression. We don't see this anywhere else in Scripture. This was a unique expression of worship before the Lord. And your worship before your father is a unique expression. You are the only one whose heart, that you, the, you, the makeup of who you are, the personality, the character, how God has designed and created you. And all the things you've been through in your life, all the circumstances and things that have shaped you and impacted you. And when you give your worship to the Lord, your worship, your song or your aroma is unique like no one else's. And your, your Savior Jesus delights in your unique worship. He delights in the expression of your heart. And he, he welcomes the expression of your heart. He welcomed Mary's response so strongly that actually he said, um, it says another, another scripture that tells this same story. He said that everywhere the word of God is shared, that this story would be told. I want you to think about that for a minute. Everywhere the word of God is shared, all over the world, through the generations from when Jesus came until, G until we get to eternity, that expression of worship is being honored and being intentionally remembered by the Lord. That is incredible, isn't it? Utterly incredible. Can you grasp that? Can you grasp that your worship to the Lord means that much to him? The, the expression of your worship through your life, yes, through your singing, but through the expression of your life, walking in obedience to him, courageously following him, not being afraid of what others think, but choosing to worship him with your life, even when it could cause offense to the people around you. It delights your Savior that much. 
your worship delights him that much. It's a true delight to him. So worship changes the atmosphere. The atmosphere around then, you know, when after that had happened, that fragrance would have been around for ages and ages. Mary's hands, Mary's hair would have smelt for so long. You know, it would have smelt for weeks and weeks and weeks. The aroma of worship on her life, the aroma of her love to the Lord. Jesus' feet, you know, feet can have a tendency for a reputation of a different kind of smell, don't they? But Jesus' feet were completely bathed in this beautiful smell and the aroma would have lingered. Long after everybody left that room, long after everybody left the house, the aroma would have continued. It would have gone on the ground. It would have stayed on the ground. It, uh, when, you, when you go somewhere, you go somewhere like Debenhams and you walk through the perfume aisle sometimes. Does anyone else, sometimes you get a tingly nose or that shop lush where they've got all those soaps and, and bath bombs and things. And the aroma and the smells, they get stuck up your nose. And sometimes you can smell them for hours afterwards. And for, you know, the aroma of worship, the atmosphere of worship, the worship that she gave, the atmosphere was continually changed. And again, when we worship with our lives, when we worship with our hearts, when we give our Lord everything, your worship means that much to the Lord. You change the atmosphere around you when you worship the Lord. You change the atmosphere by your worship. It provoked people. It provoked people. You know, we see that um, Judas didn't like it. That because he was operating in principles of the kingdom of darkness because he was stealing and his values were, were, were not according to the kingdom of God, that it provoked a reaction in him. And again, looking at the surface, what he first said sounded good, didn't it? This money could have been given to the poor. And some of the people listening might have thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, it could have been given to the poor. And they could have so easily judged what Mary gave. But Jesus knew the hearts. He knows the hearts of man. And, you know, he delighted in that offering. He delighted in that worship. And Judas, Judas was, you know, he, it provoked a reaction in him. Our worship provokes a reaction in the kingdom of darkness. Our worship and our living our lives of worship, it provokes the kingdom of darkness. And we talked a few weeks ago, didn't we? We were talking about the Lord's Prayer and we're pursuing your kingdom come, your will be done. We are here to take ground for the kingdom of God. We are here to take the battle to the enemy and to take ground from the enemy and to bring the king, to see the kingdom of God advance. And as you do that with your life, you do it as an act of worship and you provoke the kingdom of darkness, but you push back the kingdom of darkness and see a release of the kingdom of God and to see the glory of God in our lives. So my encouragement to you this morning is consider your worship. Your worship is far more than your song. Your song is beautiful to the Lord. You're singing, you're playing of instruments, you're worshiping, you're worshiping with your words. It is so precious to the Lord. It ripples through eternity. But your worship with your life you know, it can be, is, is something that is so, so powerful that pushes back the kingdom of darkness, that creates an atmosphere, that changes the atmosphere around you. And we have the honor and the privilege of giving everything to our Lord. We have the honor and privilege of saying, you deserve our everything as we yield our lives to him, as we walk before him. Um, Leah talked last week. I wasn't here last week, but I, I heard the message. Absolutely fantastic. Um, talking about this place of sacrifice and surrender. And in some ways, this is the same message. 
in some ways is the same message. It's a place of surrender. It's a place of yielding ourselves to the Lord and saying yes to him. Yes, um, you know, we yield ourselves to Jesus and we yield our whole lives. It's a place of surrender. And your surrender is so beautiful to the Lord. So beautiful to the Lord. So I want to remind you this morning, your worship, your yes to God is such a delight to him. Your yes to the Lord, your place of sacrifice, whether that sacrifice is through finances, whether that sacrifice is through speaking out even when there's a fear of offense, whether that sacrifice is walking in obedience to him, giving him your yes, is an absolute delight to your heavenly father. And it ripples through eternity. Your love delights him and your love delights his heart. But not only that, it also pushes back the kingdom of darkness.